Dave Fanning on 2FM. Afric, how are you doing? Dave, <laughs> how are you? I'm very well indeed. Good. Now, what are we here for? I've stories and bits for you from the week. Oh yeah, Would stories you like and some bits weird stories? Yeah, let's hear it. Let's go for it. Did you hear um, the thing? <laughs> did you hear the one about, did you hear no? the one about uh, Bob Dylan's publisher saying sorry about the signed copies of the special book? Oh, the book that we had last week with Pat Carty, the, the of all his favourite stuff, yeah. What's it called again? Philosophy of yes. Modern Song. Yes, I have the book. Uh, it's not signed. Did though. you pay 600 quid for it? I did not. No, no. right. So Dylan's publisher apparently is now offering refunds because there was a $600 special edition version of the Philosophy of Modern Song going around. They've had to acknowledge that these allegedly hand-signed copies were not in fact individually hand-signed by Bob himself. Was it by somebody else or a machine? A machine, I think. Oh, so, it's, so it is a Bob. It so is it's a, it's a Bob signature, but it is reprinted. Oh yeah, exactly. So That's a bit embarrassing. These people who spent 600 quid on this special edition of the book. And how was it sold? What did they claim? Oh, that it was hand signed. That was right. how that was how they um, it was a special edition, 600 quid. And it was hand signed by the, you know, author or whatever, Bob yeah. Dylan. Right. Mm. So basically they said they had to put out a statement and they said to those who purchased the philosophy of modern song limited edition, we want to apologise. This is Simon and Schuster is the publisher. Uh, they had to post it on Instagram and they said, as it turned out, the limited edition books do not contain Bob's original signature, but an append rep form. We're addressing this immediately by providing each purchaser with an immediate refund, right? So the statement um, came because there were complaints from people who had bought this special limited edition of the book who had, of course, compared notes on their copies of the books and posted them on social media and all this kind of thing. And had the idea or got the idea that the signatures on all of their books were very similar suspiciously similar and like the actual way it looks would you know it wasn't done by a pencil or a biro was like Xeroxed or something I think you'd have to look very closely yeah, to uh, know like if you had a single co- if you know if you had your own single copy that yeah. you spent your 600 quid on or whatever and you had it in your and own anyway, house the similarity with loads of books made obvious exactly that, yeah. but people are now comparing notes and stuff and there's so what are they offering photos of it they're offering a refund for the that's books that's all yeah a refund mm, so like, you can't what about mental distress what about <laughs> mental distress and also what about my autograph that I yeah, wanted do you know yeah. what I mean what about your did what about Bob the know about this I don't think so I bet you he didn't I, I bet you he didn't say he might be fuming <laughs> You mind yeah, as well. right. But you went to see him. Was it good? I did. Uh, I, it's a long story with me. Okay. Everybody's always given out to me about Bob Dylan. I think Bob <laughs> Dylan's the greatest thing ever. I never like him live much. Didn't like him this time. Everybody thought it was the greatest thing ever. Good. Well, well they're that's... all going on about the masterpiece of his current album. I'm really? Uh, some, so good stuff on some real crap on it too. But anyway. Such have you life. interviewed him? Um, I have actually, yes. And how did you find him? Well, it was fantastic actually. Good. It was a 90 minute piece in... Uh, <laughs> in a hotel in Rome in 2001. Oh, he sure had an look. album out called Love and Were Theft. you on his private jet? No, no, there's only one major <laughs> problem with it, which is once or twice I've done this and I just, it's not a real interview at all. There's about five other people in the room. So there's Mr. Denmark oh, and yes. Mrs. France and Mr. Spain and Mr. I was Mr. Ireland. Yeah. And it just gets in the way. Mr. Ireland. Uh, one on one or nothing, I say. <laughs> um, but anyway, no, he was fantastic and he was for an hour and a half and he was absolutely brilliant. But you know, the terrible thing was he was really believing in this album. It was uh, Love and Theft, it was called. Yeah. And uh, two weeks later, 9-11 happened and just on the oh day it was released God. on the day it was released 
Oh, for God's so, sake. I don't think it's sold very well. Not great. Nope. Um, so anyway, Simon and Schuster had to say this and the books arrived with uh, a letter, which is like insult to injury. The books had arrived with a letter from the publishers vouching for the signatures. Like a letter of authenticity. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. that's what I mean. That's just so It's a bit of a killer. Yeah. Um, did you see the thing in Michigan? There was this tiny little election race in a town in Michigan and I just love this story because they had to solve it. So basically, it was to fill a city council seat in a Michigan town and it was a dead tie it was 616 votes to 616 votes. So it was two women up against each other. Tamine Adair. Like a dude like Leo and Michal. Yeah, exa- yeah. yeah, do a little rotation. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. So it was Tamine Adair and Brittany Vanderwall were the, the two candidates. And uh, the town is, is Rogers City in Michigan. And they had to do it in, they had to pull pieces of paper out of a bowl in order to deem which one of them had been elected. And is the other one who pull, pulled out the wrong piece or the no, you're not, is he happy? They're, well, they, they're both, um, they were both delighted. So they had to, it was 16. Six, That's a lovely story. 616 to 616. Right. They had both done very well, obviously. Yeah. It's an even split. You can't do much better than that. And by a landslide. But they put their their two they put a, a piece of paper that said elected and a piece of paper that said not elected into a bowl each of them fished a piece of paper out um, Brittany's was uh, chosen she was elected and Adair is going to run again apparently in uh, the next time that there's an election wherever that is and they said the people have spoken they said neither won <laughs> Thanks very much. And they're already looking ahead to the next election. They said, Adair, Adair said, congrats, do do good work. I'll see you in two years. So oh. she's going to come back and do it again. I thought it was great. It's in Michigan, is it? Yeah, in Michigan. Right. You just right. pull a piece of paper out of the out of the bowl. Well, why don't we do that? Did you see, obviously, people have World Cup fever at the moment. World Cup fever, yeah. <laughs> it's the mildest case of World Cup fever I've ever seen. But did I prefer the stories from like the non-leagues in the UK and stuff like that yeah, they, they tend to have better stories they're all stories. still happening because none of those players will be on the English team exactly <laughs> they, yeah exactly so they tend all to have uh, yeah. better stories so apparently a non-league player Tony Thompson said he was knocked sick after a rival fan or fan of the rival team peed in his drinks bottle during an FA Trophy tie <laughs> Oh, that's might, scandalous! I might, I might have heard something. Did on. you hear about this? No, but hold on. Did he pee in his in his in his he bottle in of his water, water or whatever? <laughs> or water did he replace the water bottle really quickly with a pee water bottle? With a pee bottle? Good question, Dave. I don't like, know. Are you telling me he came to the back of the net and did a pee <laughs> in the bottle in front of all the thousands and millions who go to non-league soccer? <laughs> no, I'm not telling you that. But apparently he was so the. The Warrington Town is who Tony Thompson plays for. Goalkeeper figured out that your man had peed in his water bottle. He was furious, obviously, as you would be. Yeah. But then he confronted the fan and he got sent off for confronting the fan that had peed in his water ah, bottle. That's, that's, that's a that's joke. A, the ref is not right there. No, no, that's a joke. So he, he should be allowed to bap your man in the head. Exactly. So he, fe- he, f- he posted on Twitter and he said, today I fell out, out of love with the game. I've been called many names, but for someone to pee in my bottle, for me to drink it... And then be told that I wasn't allowed to react because I'm a player is outrageous. 
this this person has put my family's health at risk and knocked me sick um, so it, it led to a long stoppage apparently because when players confronted fans behind the goal at Warrington's Cantilever Park what a good name well, <laughs> I've never been knocked sick knocked sick <laughs> <laughs> we not yeah. sick. I mean, nobody's peed in your water bottle, obviously. No, so that's the it, yeah, yeah. that's, that's I'll, what I'll it is. That happens, then I'll be not sick. He said it was absolutely disgusting. Uh, Warrington's manager, Mark Beasley, said it was absolutely disgusting, and there's no place in life for things like that. He said, "I think the referee has completely lost control, and if someone urinates in my bottle and I drink it, I'm going to throw it away to send him off for throwing the bottle away." Yeah, they should have given the fan the red card. That's Banned him for a year. Ban him exactly. Yeah, Ban him from the, exactly. That's it. Mm. So um, that was that okay. in Warrington Town. Did you see about the guy in Luton staying in the UK? The guy in Luton whose house was stolen out from under him. Oh, really? Yeah. In a case of identity theft, apparently. He, someone sold his house. And he, out was from he under away him. long enough for that all to happen? Yeah. So he, um, so he has described his shock at returning to his house and finding it stripped of all furnishings after it was sold without his uh, knowledge. He's a reverend. Sorry, I've already forgotten the phrase. I was going to ask you, was he sick? What? what was Not it? sick. Was he not sick? That's he was it. not sick, yeah. yeah. He was a reverend. Reverend Mike Hall. He drove to Luton and found building work underway on his house and a new owner who said he had bought it. So the BBC... Well, like, had he been away months or years? Or he works a short time? outside of, of, All right. of Luton, All right. right? So right. he works away from New, the property. Newport. He was working in North yeah. Wales. Okay. And he received his call a call from his neighbours saying that someone was in the house and all the lights were on and the following morning he drove there so he went to the front door tried his key in the front door it didn't work and a man opened the door in front of him <laughs> to, to his own house he said he pushed him to one side and got into the property I didn't know what I, he was doing there the shock of seeing the house completely stripped of furniture carpet curtains everything was out of the property oh my god so on the B- the BBC apparently obtained the driving licence which was used to impersonate Reverend Hall and details of a bank account that had been set up in his name to receive the proceeds of the sale and phone recordings of the house being stolen. This guy's, his house has been stolen so out from under him. Basically, two people lose here and somebody else is scarred exactly. with the money. Exactly. Yeah. So the new owner Yeah. Completely is not a baddie. Is not a bad guy, and yeah. and obviously believes That's genuinely terrible. that he has bought the house. So how are we going to resolve this one? Well, they, it's in court now, so we're going to have to to. And meanwhile, somebody who did all this is scarpered with a hundred grand it. or whatever. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. So that was that was the weirdest. Uh, that was the weirdest thing to have. The, the yeah. one that I read during the week. Some people are terrible. Finally, yeah. And finally, did you see Steve Jobs' sandals? I did not. Right. Steve Jobs sandals. Steve like things Jobs. Things you wear on your feet. Yes. No. So Steve Jobs had a pair of Birkenstocks from yep. the 70s, right, right, that he had worn since the 70s. They have been auctioned for $220,000. Is that the price they put on it or is that the price they got? That's the price that was paid oh, right. for it. This is... Uh, they were expected to bring in about $60,000 but the final sale your favourite the final sale price with an accompanying NFT oh, well, well it must be like, I mean, like they, they, they are a one-off <laughs> was $218,750 these are I've seen a picture of these sandals these are well loved I think you'd be well able used. To be well used with with with, with, with with the jobs imprint. With the jobs imprint, with his feet imprint in the sandals, and someone 
a buyer who preferred to remain anonymous. <laughs> I would think I would prefer to remain anonymous as well if this is my thing. Um, they had have bought this and the cork and jute cut footbed on the Birkenstocks retains the imprints of Steve, Steve Jobs' feet which have been shaped after years of use. Crikey, Mackers. I mean, some people. I'll tell you, we, when we did a thing on the radio about uh, all, um, like, it was a massive sort of coffee table book about trainers and oh, sneakers yeah. and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. runners and yeah, how much they cost. People are mad for shoes. People are mad for all these things. Yeah. But one of them was um, from uh, Odell Beckham. Now, it's not, oh, yeah. It's not the Beckham from this part of the world. Yeah. Not the Beckham in Qatar. Not the Beckham <laughs> the people Beckham Qatar, suddenly, yeah. suddenly don't like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's your man. He's a, he's a wide receiver for the Rams or one of these okay. kind of guys. And it was like 400 grand. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Do you remember Lil Nas X did the the runners with the blood? In I them. don't. Lil yeah. Nas X did he? Yeah. yeah, with the runners with the blood in them. So there's like there's nothing people won't do yeah. if they think that they're buying a piece. Was he doing the expander? Do you remember the like the expander? Oh if you yeah, know, something like that was one of the things. Something like that. And yeah. there, was a, there was a Nike moon shoe. I remember that. Somebody <laughs> in the book. There's a whole picture of this thing, and it was about half a million. How many shoes do you own? <laughs> well, no. <laughs> No, what I'm saying is, like, I mean, half a million. I can't remember if that was one shoe. How many private jets are moving on? It was the pair. We're back again. Um, Thank you, Afric. Thank you, Dave. Good luck. Take it easy. (laughs) Dave Fanning on 2FM.